Today we have a very special day. Uh, we're going to be studying in Yemei Chabad. This is Yud Aleph Nisan, the 11th day, the 11th day of Nisan in the year Tofresh Samach Beis. That's 662. That's the birthday of the Rebbe on the 11th day of Nisan. April 18, 1902. Uh, the Rebbe was born in the city of Nikolaev. And he was named after his great-grandfather, the Tzemach Tzedek, and named Menachem Mendel, after the Tzemach Tzedek, whose name was uh, Menachem Mendel. Um, on the day, and the Tzemach Tzedek was named after Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Horodok, who was sort of the Rebbe or uh, colleague of the Alter Rebbe, yeah, the Alter Rebbe took him, uh, took him, accepted him as, as rabbi and as, as, as leader. So that's the way the name Menachem Mendel goes. And then the rest of the Menachem Mendels are history. You know, what we have, what we have today. Um, the, on the day that the uh, Rebbe was born, uh, the Rebbe Rashab, that was the Rebbe, the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe at the time, the father of the previous Rebbe, who later became the Rebbe's father-in-law. That was his uncle? At that, he wasn't a direct uncle because the Rebbe Rashab was, was a, the Rebbe Rashab was the son of the Rebbe Maharash. And Rebbe Levik's uh, grandfather was Rebbe Baruch Sholem, which was a brother of the Rebbe Maharash. So this was uh, like... Uh, uh, a cousin a once cousin. removed, a once a cousin's mm-hmm. once removed, but anyways, but he was a chassid of the Rebbe Rashab, Rebbe Levik, and the Rebbe Rashab sent six telegrams. I mean, that was the way of communicating in those days. And when something was important, uh, you know, we still I still remember we used to go send telegrams, you know, all the time. Western Union, we used to send a telegram. We used to actually call up and send a telegram. You don't remember that? We used to do that. My parents used to do that all the time when, like for a Mazel Tov or a Simcha, which they couldn't come, they would send people a telegram wishing them Mazel Tov. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there was a telegram. Now you remember. Yeah, yeah. Now I start remembering. But that was way back. Yeah, okay. Way back. But then, that was way before the internet, before, before anything before cell else. Cell phones. Yeah. Cell phones. Before cell phones, before Skype, or before FaceTime, anything, yeah. Anyways, um, but sending six telegrams to the father, the Rebbe Rashab sent six telegrams to Rebbe Levik, the father of the Rebbe, on the day he was born. Uh, That was meant that this was a major occurrence in what the Rebbe Rashab foresaw and actually empowered, would seem, the Rebbe becoming the predecessor later on after the previous Rebbe, after uh, his father-in-law. Uh, those telegrams contained many blessings, many good wishes, and also questions and special intru- instructions that he gave to them how to uh, conduct themselves with the child's birth and also in his education. As we'll see later on, that there were very specific that the Rebbe should always have his yarmulke and his tzitzit, and also that his mother said that, uh, and they, we don't know exactly what he wrote, but it seems like that was part of the uh, instructions, that his mother would never nurse the baby without 
having washed his hands first. If the baby would sleep, she'd always wash his hands before she would, she would feed him. On the 11th day of Nisan, uh, in the year Tafr Samach in the city of Nikolaev, there was a repeat, as we're going to say, of the uh, event that we read in the Torah with regards to the birth of Moshe Rabbeinu. Over there it says, Moshe Rabbeinu, who was the faithful shepherd of the Jewish people, in his time, what does the Torah say about it? The Torah says that once he was born, the entire house was filled with light. There was a uh, tremendous uh, illuminating light that was present with the birth of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Goyim, even the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, they were able to see, they saw that there was something different. They said, today, the savior of the Jewish people was born. Today he was born. And our sages tell us that when the righteous come to the world, then they have the power to remove some bad things that were going to take place. And the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, in the year Tafresh Sadik Tess, he revealed during the second Seder, he related as follows. Uh, when he was reading the God of Achrikan Yetzuberchush Godl, that they'll go out with a great fortune. This is what the Friedrich Rebbe said. During the year Tafresh Samach Beis, that was the year, 1902, when the Rebbe was born, there were some terrible decrees on the Jewish people that were plotted by the non Jews, by the government. And before Pesach, as soon as the Rebbe was born, miraculously they went away. So that means that the birth of the Rebbe was able to bring about that um, salvation. Now, the Rebbe's and the Rebbe's mother uh, related several of the instructions that they did receive from the Rebbe Rashab with regards to the birth of the Rebbe. And apparently, this was in those telegrams, he says that they should be careful to wash his hands and that they should prepare for him a yarmulke and a talus cotton. And the Rebetzin expressed in her, uh, about her son, she says, one thing I can tell you for sure, that this boy, about her son, he was holy from the minute, from, his, from the womb, and from birth he was holy. In other words, that they watched him and they took care of him and made sure that everything was done in the most proper way. And uh, Rebbe Levi Yitzchok, the father of the Rebbe, would brag that the Rebetzin never nursed her son before she would wash his hands first. And the Rebetzin also expressed one time that uh, my husband instructed that I should wash the child's hands anytime he wakes up from his sleep and he wants to eat, starting from when he was born. As it appears that this was the instruction of the Rebbe Rashab. Now, in the beginning years, uh, the 11th day of Nisan, we knew that the Rebbe's birthday, but people didn't make such a big to-do, you know, about a birthday, because generally speaking, you know, birthdays a lot of times are celebrated. Children make birthday parties. It's a time for, for presents and things of that sort. In the uh, tradition, you know, a birthday is a very important day for reflection, for a person to take stock of his life, to make accounting, to 
to become more committed, to study more, to give more tzedakah, get an aliyah, to do spiritual matters. It wasn't something that is like celebrated like just a big party, you throw a bash and just make uh, you know, uh, you know, a, big, a big deal. You know, uh, in addition to that, you know, when you're younger, you know, you might uh, be uh, very happy to reveal to everybody that you're a year older. But I guess when you get older, you make yourself younger, you know. Jack, and <laughs> 39 plus. 39 plus. Yeah. And you don't want to, you know. So people don't li- like to, to uh, and Yudal of Nisan was sort of, the Rebbe's birthday was not, made into such a public like event uh, it was like a personal thing maybe for the Rebbe and so on it was by the older Rebbe's you know the day of their birthday wasn't made in such a public way whether it was the Alter Rebbe and Chayelu or the uh, Yud Tamu, I mean the, the various uh, the birthdays of Cheshman, the birthdays of all the Rebbe's uh, they, didn't, they didn't really make it in such a uh, big Big thing, but in a quiet way. In the there was Chassidus said they were celebrated. It was celebrated, but not in a, such a public way. But the Rebbe found it necessary to take every event in one's life and every event to try to bring it in and bring, make it holy and bring it into uh, take advantage of it and bring some more. Uh, commitment, bringing more awareness of, of Yiddishkeit, of Torah and mitzvahs. And this was one of the things, amongst so many other things, which the Rebbe took advantage of and said, if it's your birthday, go ahead and make a big deal about it. Gather together some friends and family. Share, give them blessings, make good decisions, increase your commitment. Take that opportunity, every opportunity that you have to get together, to give support to each other, provide uh, uh, you know that togetherness, the expression of love, friendship, camaraderie. And the Rebbe took this, knowing also that we're living in a time. You know what you're going to say? I'm just remembering in 1996 when Ben turned six here in class. Sarah was his teacher, and she had each one of the five students give him a bracha. Give him a bracha. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember Yossi Redlich said, "May you become a Talmud." Wow. Okay, great. Yeah. So, um, but this this whole idea uh, of bringing people together because it is actually so much more important in nowadays because people's lives and people's the situation, the circumstances are such that people are becoming more and more independent and more and more. Uh, isolated from the uh, other people because fortunately Jewish people by by and large are more affluent and people can manage by themselves. They don't find it uh, necessary to need somebody else's help and in turn it makes us while they lived in a shtetl if uh, somebody moved the whole town moved together. Somebody made a bar mitzvah the whole town cooked together and they all, everything was a communal, it was a, a group thing together. But now, you know, for a couple of dollars, you know, you hire yourself <laughs> caterers, you hire yourself holes, yeah, and nobody, you don't need a schlep, nobody, you don't need anybody's help. So everybody does things on their own, so we lose that, 
level of, 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 of togetherness, of, of, of association, of, of, of support. So the Rebbe promoted, use it for, for good things, for positive things. The same thing is true also with Jewish community life, because when, like in this, this area over here, when people live together in Mattapan and Dorchester, all Jewish life sort of evolved in a small section, or wherever, Chelsea. But there were collections of a lot of Jews in one section. And no matter what your own level of commitment or not commitment, everybody was still part of it, because outside, all the butcher shops, and Friday, there was a Friday shop. You can tell, just living in that neighborhood, the Jews lived in those neighborhoods, and there was a certain sense of whatever is going on in Jewish life just by being there. But when the Jewish people started running into the suburbs all over the place, you know, that's when, you know, the minyanim, the shuls broke up, everybody is in a different place and is a faraway place. And Jewish life suffered because of that, because people no longer had the support, they no longer had the community uh, togetherness that they used to experience and eventually some of the children, even if the parents had, but some of the children, they grew up isolated, they grew up with other neighbors, with non-Jewish people. So it's even more important nowadays because people are so independent and people are so separated, is to try to get people together, to try to uh, support each other. That's why the Rebbe's birthday, also Yudal of Nisan, in later years became a very big and a special occasion in which many Hasidim would get together and the timing of the Rebbe's birthday was kind of a little bit uh, inconvenience because it was Erev Pesach and everybody is uh, is trying to clean the house and everything and then in the middle of Yudal of Nissen was talking about growing up in together with the Rebbe and all the guests and everything would come from out of the country and and from all over the world and participate, and it was a tremendous spiritual experience to be with the Rebbe during his birthday. And they would always have the new chapter, a new song from the Rebbe's chapter of Tehillim. They would make a new song, which they would introduce. There was some competition, which song is going to be accepted by the Rebbe, and then that was the song that was uh, sung at that time. And then you had that whole wonderful, it's hard to describe that energy that we had, that we experienced all centered around the Rebbe's birthday, and it didn't matter about cleaning, about our Pesach, we, man- we had to manage, we just took off like about a, a 24 hour period or more, just that was dedicated, right smack Erev Pesach, you know, before selling the Chomets, after selling the Chomets it was very very, uh, a very very special time, yeah, but uh, the Truth is that that was a, an emotional and a spiritual preparation for the Pesach holiday. Because just like you got to get rid of the chametz, which is the leaven, which is the physical, of course one has to get rid of the inside uh, leaven of the spiritual. And that was a beautiful way to prepare ourselves. So that was Yudal of Nisan, the 11th day of Nisan, in our experience. Yeah.